Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast, brought to you by the Aminor Whiskey Company. I am your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, typically joined by this season, Jordan Eggleson, or on the offseason, Big Kurt. This is my first solo podcast. Why? Because this is a topic that is specific to the team that I cheer for, which is, of course, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, I am recording this uh, just started at 9.43 in the a.m. on Monday, October 30th, day before Halloween, uh, almost two full months before Christmas. Um, And as my cryptic text earlier this morning pointed to, it will be a day that many Hawkeye fans believe will be a Christmas present type of feel to it, which is the news breaking. Brian Ferentz has been removed as Iowa's offensive coordinator. Um, I'm going to sit on this podcast, uh, record it, and have it on the the old website. I will release it once the the news is officially released. Um, I, I I don't know if it's my place to to break this news, uh, so I would just soon rather let the professionals break it. Um, this podcast is to be ready on the go to give my thoughts. Um, I don't even know the details at this time of exactly what's going on. I'll be honest with you. I just, I kind of want to get this out, out there, you know? Uh, So I, but I also want to make this known, not the outcome ultimately that I would ever want. Okay. KF Kirk Ferentz is a great dude from what I can gather from the family. Okay. I I don't want to pretend like I've, I'm I'm super tight with the family or anything like that. Um, But, but, They've done amazing things for not only the football program, but for the Iowa City and community all over the state of Iowa. 100% consider myself a lucky person to have been at Iowa uh, when KF was there for the last couple of seasons. Uh, certainly not the timing <laughs> that anybody would necessarily want, uh, but but just happy to have uh, to have gotten to know him. This, of course, is more specific to 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 Brian Ferentz. And, um, you know, the details will come out on exactly what's going on. Um, I'm assuming this is going to be something that uh, was very much started uh, from Beth Getz, acting athletic director, and then just general pressure around her. You know, this really wouldn't even be that huge of news in a lot of different football programs. And what I'm getting at is that an offensive coordinator that has been consistently performing this poorly would have been let go a lot sooner. Of course, Brian Ferentz has kept his job for quite some time, and that's where the nepotism thing comes from. I might be weird with this point of view, but I don't think it's it's just been about nepotism. I, I also am not naive enough to, to think that that hasn't played into Brian Ferentz remaining. A lot of it, I honestly believe, comes from how KF goes about things, Okay doesn't like to make big changes. He likes to make changes a little bit more subtle and, and in the off season. And, and I point I'm trying to make is, you know, KF has held on to offensive coordinators past their welcome in the past as well. I'm old enough to remember that, that people were screaming to get rid of Ken O'Keefe and then people were, were screaming to get rid of the next guy. Right. And then, and, and, and obviously the offensive coordinators are always a lightning rod for any football fan base that cares deeply about their football team. So he has held on to guys in the past, but 
this seems to have been a situation where it was, you know, at least eight games uh, past warranted uh, for him to keep his job. So there it is. You know, that's the news. Um, Before I forget to say this uh, again, I want to say it's it's unfortunate news because I wish it worked out. Okay, that's the biggest thing that I want to say is I wish it worked out and it it, it has not. Certainly, I, I, I don't think it's a you know, uh, a a big reach to say that Iowa football has won a lot of games, but they've won most of those games, not because of the offense, but in spite of the offense. I mean, that's been a common expression that's been on Twitter, shared on other podcasts, things like that. And it's, it's been true. You know, I mean, the defense has been excellent to elite. The special teams have basically just been elite. Phil Parker and LeVar Woods, just excellent. And, and yeah, the offense has not been. It's been frustrating. A lot of fans saying, you know, that apathy has set in. Apathy has not set in f- for me. To me, apathy means I don't care. I don't know a lot of Iowa fans that haven't tuned into these games not caring that the offense hasn't put up points and and moved the ball and and provided excitement. Maybe that's the biggest thing, just providing excitement. Apathy means you don't care. We care. <laughs> we want to see it. We get angered that we don't see it. There's a fine line between, you know, caring about your college football team and caring too much, you know, where you you cross from fan to fanatic. I'm not the person that can tell you where that line is. It's probably different for, for every person, but people are, you know, th- they get frustrated. They've invested a lot of time and money, you know, into Iowa football. And when they feel like they're getting... This is the best word I can kind of come up with, but cheated, uh, they, they get mad, okay? Um, but, you know, I would go back to kind of the beginning here and, and just look at Brian Ferentz's tenure, 2008 to 2010, offensive quality control uh, at uh, for New England Patriots under Belichick, 2011, tight ends coach. From all reports, he did an excellent job. And then pretty quickly, he moved to Iowa, was their offensive line coach, 2012 to 2014, Thought he did a good job, uh, developed that offensive line, uh, getting guys ready for the NFL. So then pretty quickly after that, 2015 and 16, he's offensive line and running game coordinator. 2015 was a really good year, and we had a darn good uh, rushing attack. 2016, not as quite a good a year, and the offense was faltering. So Mr. Greg Davis exits stage left, and then in comes Brian Ferentz as the offensive coordinator in 2017 that year he was coaching just the running backs the next two year or three years 2018 to 21 offensive coordinator and tight ends then then the big switch which was uh 2022 last year and eight games this year was offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach um i don't think it's it's crazy to say that that's when the offense took even a bigger nosedive uh because you know the the questions were what's brian ferentz doing coaching you know quarterbacks and um, there's a fair, it's fair criticism right there. Uh, but one thing I want to say is, you know, going back to 2017, uh, when when Brian Ferentz was named offensive coordinator, I remember my brother and I talking about it. We were excited. And I bet if you're honest with yourself and you go back in time, you would probably remember being kind of excited about it, too. Certainly part of it was moving on from Greg Davis, knowing that Brian had, should we say, shall we say, a strong personality. I kind of thought maybe it was a situation where, you know, he was the right person to to get his way, you know. And and what I mean by that is 
getting a little bit of the conservatism uh, and of the play calling away from KF under his control. Now, how that plays out, right, on, on how it's actually been and then moving forward, because I don't even know who is going to be the next offensive coordinator, a.k.a. play caller for these next four or five or six games in the season. I, I, it is definitely possible. It's in the realm of possibility that the offense will look quite a bit like that because the person that wants it to look like that is still in charge. Um, that is definitely possible. The other side of that is the personnel. I don't think we have an answer at quarterback right now. I don't think who is considered the first or second guy in the depth chart is a, at the level of quarterback play that we would need to win the last four games, certainly win the last four games and the fifth game in Indy, maybe the freshman, all right? Third stringer, uh, he brings to the table things that I would want to see, namely mobility. I'm borderline obsessed with watching other college football games and teams and offenses and seeing how a mobile quarterback is able to bail out his offensive line time and time again. Um, It is my opinion that this day and age, the big guys blocking up front consistently in a pass pro situation is is darn near impossible. I think too many of of you know with so much speed and talent in on these Big Ten uh, front sevens, but really front sevens all across the country, asking offensive linemen to hold their water for that long for a little bit slower developing passing plays is asking too much. And I just see it all the time with quarterbacks getting out of trouble maybe just scrambling for two yards, maybe getting out of trouble scrambling for 12 yards, <laughs> or how about getting out of trouble scrambling and throwing the ball down the field? Uh, these are things that have been sorely lacking. And because of that, the offense has grinded to a halt. So like personnel is a part of this scheme is a part of that, putting the pressure on the offensive line, all of these things, <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. I mean, I'm, I'm not, this isn't groundbreaking news, but all of these things fall on the offensive coordinator. You are the one coordinating the offense. Uh, so that means the personnel that comes in, the schemes, recruiting, it, it it's a big responsibility. I would argue that it's maybe the hardest job in all of college football, even over a head coach. Um, so nobody's saying this stuff is easy. But what Iowa fans, I think, have been resoundingly saying is it has not been good enough for two or three years now. Um, And it ain't just Iowa fans. My gosh, I mean, you would think BF has owed other people money, some of these articles that are written. And I think they're kind of ridiculous, to be honest with you. I mean, in the end, this is just football. Okay, Brian Ferentz moves on. Um, I think I I wish him the best. I really do. Like, I, I can assure you that nobody wanted this to work out more than Brian Ferentz. Nobody had a better feeling of the responsibility of this position than Brian Ferentz. He is a uber intelligent guy, and I think he will have success as next stop, probably going to be a tight end or O-line coach in the NFL. I could see himself working back into a position to be a run game coordinator and play caller in the NFL. I know that sounds crazy, but I honestly think he's that smart. I just wonder sometimes if he's a level or two too high up for college kids that have a lot on their plates uh, with getting adjusted to their surroundings, being young, you know, they're not, they're not developed all the way. They got, they got 
you know, drama off the field, you know, um, they're, they're trying to go to class. Yes. Those things still happen. And sometimes I wonder if it's, there's just too much going on uh, for them to, to grasp what Brian Ferentz wants to have done. Uh, but that stuff I believe would fit better in the NFL. That's my prediction to say that he would never get back into college. I'm not going to say that, but if he was hired, uh, there would obviously be scrutiny on whatever, uh, on whoever hires him, uh, especially it's at, if it's at a top level. That you know, those those are probably come some of my last comments on on BF itself. As far as moving forward for Iowa football, um, I don't know what it means this weekend for Northwestern. I it's hard for me to see something drastically different happening because we've only got a couple days of practice for that to go down. I mean, from all that I'm hearing, this is brand new news. A lot of the guys around the football program are finding out as well. And what I'm getting at is not a lot of practices left to put in a lot of different stuff before uh, Northwestern. Okay. I want to see the same stuff you want to see. Um, I, I think I've already hammered on the mobile quarterback. Uh, we have two on the roster. It is my guess that the freshman is the one best suited to to lead Iowa, certainly going into the future. Um, but that's all speculation. I It's not something that I know. Yeah, man, I would love to see Wildcat with Cooper DeGene. <laughs> That'd be incredible. I'm not saying we run that the whole game. It's something that's an option that should be out there. And outside of that, just a different set of eyes on this thing, okay, that is the Iowa offense. I'd like to see the ball in more creative ways out to our playmakers. Um, I know our wide receivers could step up a little bit more, uh, but I feel like they they could step up if given more of a chance. Um, crossers, right? A little bit more ingenuity around the goal line. A tweak here or there to get the defense second-guessing themselves that the same stuff is not coming. It could go a long way. I, I, I don't mean to put too much out there as far as you know hopes and dreams because, again, I'd like to say this is a quick turnaround to see something drastically different. But I think Iowa fans have the bar set so low right now that even seeing something a little different would feel like a big deal. Um, so we will see how this develops as the day goes on. Hawkeye Twitter and all of college football Twitter will be a fire today. I, that, that would be my prediction. Um, like I said, I don't think it's crazy that I'm doing a standalone podcast for a certain offense, just an offensive coordinator. Um, we typically do these for head coaches, but... You know, call me crazy, but I, I felt like this was a big enough one to release the pod. So there you go. There is the news. I will be watching along with the rest of you on how this develops. Uh, I, I really hope the best for the Ferentz family. Certainly hope the best for Iowa football. And uh, don't typically say this on the podcast, but I'm going to say it this time. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.